We bring in our good friend Brian Jones of CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports, you can watch him all day today, and also CBS Sports Network. My friend, good morning, good afternoon. What's happening, dog? And Barkley shouldn't worry about anything except for getting a W because they haven't done anything the last five quarters, man. Yes, it has been very, very disappointing. There's no question about it. Michigan State coming off that big win over Penn State last week. Now in Columbus today, who in August would have had Michigan State winning the Big Ten East, which is a possibility right now? It is a huge possibility. And what a turnaround for this club and Mark D'Antonio and that entire staff and football team. After last year's woeful season, only three wins, and now they've got a chance to win their division and possibly win the conference championship. But a lot of work to be done. We'll see how Ohio State bounces back after being smacked in the mouth thoroughly by Iowa last week. I look for this to be a good game. I ultimately think Ohio State will win, but you know Michigan State's going to bring a physical presence to this one in the same manner in which the Hawkeyes defeated Ohio State last week. We still have a couple of weeks in the regular season, but there have been a lot of great coaching jobs. Who in your mind might be the leader for coach of the year this year in college football? I always start with Nick Saban. All the pieces he lost from that defense a year ago, all those guys are playing at the next level or at least got an opportunity to play at the next level. Now he's dealt with attrition uh, at the beginning of the season, now even more so after the, the ball game last week versus LSU in which they won. The linebacker room has been uh, dealt blow after blow all season long. So I like what they've done uh, there. I think you have to start with him each year because he's got such a juggernaut and they have so so much consistency. Uh, you, you look down at UCF and Scott Frost. Uh, he turned the program around a season ago after they didn't win a ball game in that 2015 season six last year and now stay, sitting there undefeated. So they've done a great job. And Brian Kelly, you know, everyone was after him heading into this season. He loses the second ball game of the season to now number one Georgia. And, and look how many uh, wins they've reeled off since then undefeated a big one tonight versus uh mark rick and who's got to be in that number as well the u is back and we'll see how far back they are with this tough one versus notre dame but all those guys have done a great job thus far you know you mentioned the linebacker depth with sean Dion hamilton out for alabama this week how is that depth which has been you know so renowned and people always say they have five uh, Alabama has five-star recruits on their bench that never play. Now they're going to need to call on them. Can they answer that call? Well, the, the, the difference, and I should have added Kirby Smart to that number when we were talking about those coaches as well, sure. playing with a, fr a true freshman quarterback, and they haven't skipped a beat. But as far as throwing some young guys in there who haven't had a ton of, of, of uh, playing time, what you're going to get sometimes is those guys, may, they may have been coached up, but once you get into that live action, it's just different. Uh, you, 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 your, your, your mind starts swimming, and I know they go through tough situations in practice, and you can try to simulate game uh, speed as much as you want with all the studs they have over there. They probably do it better than anyone in Tuscaloosa. But once you get out there in the heat of the moment, sometimes you may forget that training you, you, you've you uh, received and you revert to other things. And so that's what you have to guard against. And you just have to believe as a true as a true freshman or a guy who's a, a, a redshirt freshman or a redshirt sophomore who hadn't had a lot of playing time, just believe what you, you, you see and, and believe the training you received. That's the, the big uh, sticking point for guys like that who are now finally being thrust into action. Talking with our good pal Brian Jones of Geo and Jones in the morning on CBS Sports Radio. You can catch him all day today on CBS. Great one in the SEC. First, Georgia Auburn. The Tigers' offense has been really good the last few weeks. How does the Bulldogs' defense stop them today? Well, the, the Tigers, they, they now have an element down the field. Darius Slayton has gotten healthy in that wide receiver 
at the wide receiver position. So you've seen him the last couple of weeks get 45, 50 yard receptions for scores. Uh, and and so uh, the the key is for for Auburn is to be able to throw the ball. They're, they're two marquee games. Jared Stidham didn't play too well. First of all, they couldn't protect him. 11 sacks versus Clemson. He had four versus uh, – uh, succumbed to four sacks versus LSU. First half, they were great. Second half, they did nothing. So they have to keep him upright. In those games, he didn't throw uh, well either. I guess you would – as you might imagine, it's difficult to throw well when you're on your back or you're running for your life. So they've got to keep him upright. He has to continue to make plays down the field. Carryon Johnson is going to carry the running game for this team. Thus, thus far, he's done uh, excellent work in seven balls. Ball game. So, uh, you know, with Georgia, they've got such a stable of backs. My concern for Auburn's defense, which is excellent, they, they, they picked up right where they left off a season ago, giving up about 17 points a game. But with all those fresh legs that Georgia employs, can you stay fresh? Do you have a nice rotation over there for the Tigers and, and Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator? That's going to be the key. You look at Auburn, and in during this final month, they have a they can either play spoiler, and they can even still possibly get to the college football playoff, but can they play spoiler first? Well, I think they can, but Stidham, once again, is going to have to have a big game. He's, he's got to be able to throw the rise versus this very, uh, very uh, this defense for, for George. I like them, Bama East. That's what I've called. They may be even better than Bama now, considering all the injuries Bama has sustained this year, but they can create turbulence. So uh, he's going to have to have a huge day in this game. Their offensive line has gotten healthier, and if they can get past this one, then, of course, they have the Iron Bowl a couple of weeks down the road, and then they, they would see Georgia again if they were to win the Iron Bowl and, and get to that SEC championship game. So, you know, first things first, don't put the cart before the horse, Act. That's what, that's our job. That's what we do. We, that is not our job. We're we, not in speculation business. We <laughs> Speculation and controversy, that's our middle name. <laughs> speculation works on Wall Street down the street from you, man, not here. Well, I'm not uh, I'm not on that pay grade. <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame a little nicked up playing on the road tonight against the Miami team still fighting for respect is a great renewal of a rival of a great rivalry and everybody has seemed to really pick up on it this week uh, you know how do you see this one playing out in south beach uh, what, what, what disrespect no one's disrespecting miami and i thought they would lose last week because they didn't play well versus unc so i go off of what i've seen lately and lately uh, especially going in last week's game versus virginia tech where they completely dominated the hokies that was impressive especially overcoming three interceptions by their quarterback uh, Malik Rozier, who's excellent. I like the way this young man plays. He has a great swagger about him. I like Miami's defense, quarterman, uh, and then Pinkney at the linebacker position, those horses they have up front. They, I've been singing the praises of their front seven all season long. Now that secondary, they're starting to play up to their capabilities. So no one's disrespecting them. I know this. They give up 170 on the ground, and I also know this. Other than that, that Georgia ball game, Notre Dame is averaging over 300 on the game on the ground. We saw what they did versus the number six rush defense at the time, NC State, and I think they do the same thing to Miami. So it's not disrespect. I just know what I've seen from both of these squads, and I like this rushing game and this offensive line of Notre Dame a little better. And Notre Dame's defense doesn't get enough credit. They're about uh, they're a top 20 defense. I think they're ranked right there in scoring D about 17th in the nation. And then that score last week versus Wake. Forest, that's a misnomer. They took the call the dogs off, put some younger guys in there when they were up about 41-16 with two minutes left in the third quarter. And so don't look at that score and say, well, Wake Forest can do that. Miami can do it. Miami has the horses to do it. I just think Notre Dame is going to win the ballgame. So my, you're saying Miami's 
getting disrespected or not getting disrespected, whichever way you want to look at it, but you got Notre Dame winning the fight tonight. Just because I don't pick them to win doesn't mean I disrespect them. I respect <laughs> what they've done. Mark Rick was, I just named his coach. Their coach is one of the, the, the candidates for coach of the year. That's not disrespect. That's just saying that their, their strength, Notre Dame's strength, it, it can exploit their weakness, and their weakness is giving up a ton of yards on the ground. But Virginia Tech wasn't able to exploit that because Virginia Tech had four turnovers last week, and, and even though Miami had the three, they just played much better and are a better team than Virginia Tech. So I was wrong on that one. So I'm not from week to – see, you sound like these crazy-ass fans we have to deal with from week <laughs> to week. You don't pick their team. They take it personally. It's not about your team. It's about seeing what we see, and then we make an educated opinion and prediction on who we think will win the game. And after that's done, we've done with you and your team. You worry about your team. I'm not worried about your damn team. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Looking, uh, an, an, uh, another team, another team looking for love, as I always am, is Wisconsin. Are you are you buying them today against no, Iowa? I'm disrespecting them too, David. I'm on that Iowa Hawkeye train. The way they punch Ohio State in the mouth, I like Iowa in this ball game. Nathan Stanley. Four ranked teams he's faced, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I know Iowa has a fair word on the road, but you look at this this uh, Wisconsin team. They're a one-trick pony. If you stop Taylor, I don't believe Alex Hornibrook can beat you. The guy has six games, six straight, with at least one interception, nine on the season. They just lost their top wide receiver, the Cephas kid. They lost their middle linebacker, Christopher Orr. So I think Iowa, if they can play consistently like they did last week as far as running the ball and passing the ball, they had great balance about 243 rushing 244 uh passing now they're going up against a stiff defense uh jim leonard the defensive coordinator longtime new york jet uh he's done a wonderful job with the defense but i like iowa and the balance they have and, and they got a defense you have to reckon with as well no question my friend gonna be looking forward to seeing you all day long on cbs thanks now let Thank me go you. yell at the football screen okay the That's television right. screen don't take it out on adam zucker He's a nice man. Oh, yeah, he's going to get it. He's always (laughs) deserving of a butt whipping. My friend, we'll see you this week. Thank you again, as always.